0: Welcome to Planet Sleep. I'm your host, Josh, and tonight we'll be taking a trip to the Yucatan Peninsula. The beginning and end of many rains exist within the Yucatan. From the death of the dinosaurs to the rise and fall of the Mayans, this peninsula's history pairs with its boundless wildlife geography and what it means to survive on planet Earth. Before we go, though, I wanted to remind you that you can support Planet Sleep for free by making sure you're subscribed to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and following us on Spotify and social media at Planet Sleep Cast. Thank you so much for all the positive feedback so far after the relaunch of the show. It's been absolutely a dream to bring this back to you guys. I have so much fun creating this podcast and to see it help so many people get better rest and relaxation makes all the hard work worth it in the end. If you haven't checked out my CBD company, higherlovewellness.com, I wanted to quickly remind you that CBD actually helps promote and improve your sleep and can just overall help you relax more. So if you want to check us out, it's higherlovewellness.com. All of our products contain no THC. They're legal in all 50 states and we even ship them internationally. We just recently brought back our CBD vape tanks and it's a great way to get a burst of CBD whenever you need it. Just a few puffs and you'll be chilling in no time. Well, let's go ahead and start our journey into the Yucatan Peninsula. Let's take a few deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. Get ourselves centered for this journey ahead. Now that we're ready, let's begin. The smell of the ocean breeze curls over the tropical beds of trees, limestone, and sand. Jetting out into the ocean, the balmy countryside of the Yucatan Peninsula divides the Gulf of Mexico from the Caribbean Sea. Its coastline curves along the warm ocean shores. Its large tract of land runs nearly 70,000 square miles. And the entire region contains the territories of three different countries. Mexico, Belize, and Guatemala. Within its borders, the modern-day cities of tourism swarm with people looking for warmer days and incredible sights. And beneath the vast green canopy of trees along the countryside, the lost world of the Mayans lay hidden. The history of these lands reaches back to the times of the most powerful ancient civilizations. And the farther back you go you understand that even more powerful beings used to roam the limestone lands of the Yucatan. This peninsula was where one of the earliest signs of human life existed in Central America. By coincidence, it's also where a massive extinction event once began. As you stand along the peninsula's northern coast, all is calm. The ocean water sends constant waves to the bright shore and the tree leaves shake with the breeze. As you look out towards the water, you would have no idea. A lethal asteroid once landed here millions of years ago. The Chicxulub Crater is an impact crater partially buried beneath the peninsula. Its center is just offshore to the north. 67 million years ago this area looked much different earth's plants and animal life made it look like an alien planet entirely across these dense rainforests, dinosaurs roamed the earth their population was in the tens of millions and one of the biggest questions in history is what happened to them it's believed that the region where you stand was once the location of the largest impact event in the last one billion years Its evidence can be seen in the layers of the Earth from 66 million years ago. High traces of iridium lie in this layer of rock beneath the surface, one of the crust's rarest elements, and it's far more common in asteroids in outer space. The discovery of this massive crater came during the 1970s. An oil drill had made a borehole off the coast of the Yucatan Peninsula, Explorers were looking for a large underground oil reserve, but instead they found the particles of shocked quartz. This is only found in large amounts near asteroid impacts, and these particles were found in a 110-mile impact zone that stretched along the shore of the peninsula. 66 million years ago, a 12-mile-wide asteroid headed towards Earth As it entered the planet's atmosphere, it traveled at 36,000 miles per hour. At the time, dinosaurs might have seen a massive streak of light tearing through the bright sky. In all its brilliance, they had no idea this beautiful shining light would be their end. Moments later, an explosion roughly the size of 100 million megatons shook the Earth. Water and crust soared into the sky and the Earth would never be the same. Everything within 1,000 miles of the impact perished. Earthquakes, tsunamis, volcanic eruptions, and wildfires consumed the planet. The sun became blocked by the smoke and debris. And this disaster would lead to the end of the dinosaurs. What was left behind was the 110-mile-wide impact crater you see today. At first, it was a massive hole in the Earth's crust filled with magma. Pools of molten liquid had once filled the crater, moving and flowing like a gigantic lake of fire and it took tens of thousands of years to cool now you wouldn't know the difference as you look out at the tropical landscape where fields of trees meet the shoreline and a salty breeze comes in from the ocean all is calm now where once life vanished in the blink of an eye here it thrives again the cycle of life death and rebirth is surreal as you stand within the 110 mile impact zone along the shore a loggerhead sea turtle casually turns its fins in a circular motion and glides through the water in search of food he is one of many now living in the center of the crater his squinty eyes appear above the surface for a moment while he catches a breath of air and after a moment he's back under the sunlight sends gentle rays through the water's surface and you can see his shells rough shape and color through the clear waters they love the warm coastal waters of the yucatan and as they swim around the shore they are peaceful creatures that keep to themselves but when they're hungry their powerful beaks can snap through their food with incredible force They have quite the appetite since they're the second largest marine turtle in the world. And they're typically around three feet long. As it makes this coast, it's home. It won't stay for long. They're known to migrate hundreds, sometimes thousands of miles through the ocean to find new homes. And when the time is ready, they climb up on the sandy beaches to lay their eggs. No matter how much they travel, they're known to return to the beach they were born and lay their eggs there once they're born they are measly two inches long and they scuttle through the sand towards the ocean where they find safety along this path to the water they must be careful of the birds and the other animals that prey on them the journey can be quite treacherous but once they reach the sea and they swim far away from the land and they spend years out at sea before ever returning to land Unfortunately, their habitats are at risk. Human interference has destroyed their egg-laying habitats, and commercial fishing has disturbed their waters. They're currently endangered, but as conservation efforts continue to protect their nests, the turtles live on. As you look out along the wavy coast, you no longer see the trace of a turtle. Although you know somewhere beneath the sand, their eggs lie and somewhere out at sea is scavenge for food and like many mysteries of the Yucatan, many hide in plain sight. Away from the coast, you head deeper into the endless forest, you make your way through the trees towards a well-known hub of Mayan culture. But this land's history has been mysterious and challenging to understand and even its name is a highly debated topic when the conquistadors first landed in the peninsula in 1517 they asked the mayans the name of their settlement the mayans responded saying they didn't know speaking in their native language but to the spaniards it sounded like they said yucatan and so the name stuck Another theory is that the name has something to do with the native plant, the yucca. This plant can be found all through Mexico. Its leaves are spiky, and above they often show off their big white flowers. But whatever was lost in translation stuck, and so the land was named Yucatan. As you pass by fields of emerald green trees and spiky yucca plants, you make your way towards a Mayan city deep within the jungle, but the land is shrouded in the tropical forest and the mysteries of civilizations and animals. Your pathway is busy with life. Birds sing along the canopy, passing songs from branch to branch, and the flutter of animals scattering in the forest makes the jungle feel alive. It isn't long before you cross paths with one of Central America's most famous mammals, Its name is as strange as its figure, the bear's taper, the national animal of Belize, and there they call it the mountain cow. As it grazes underneath the dense canopy of trees, its big friendly eyes glance over to you. It stands awkwardly along your path without a care. It's a big animal, nearly seven feet long and five hundred pounds. Some even weigh up to 700 pounds. A short, trunk-like snout hangs over the front of its mouth, and its dark ears pop out of the sides of its head. A short black coat covers its body, and 14 gray pinkish toes poke out from its feet. It's curious, yet not alarmed at your presence. As you watch it stroll along the path looking for food, you get a good look at it. Its shape has an otherworldly look about it, which is accurate since its ancestors have been around for 35 million years. Surprisingly, after all of its time on Earth, it wasn't discovered until 1843. It looks like a combination of animals put together, somewhere between a cow, a pig, an elephant, and an anteater. But actually, it's more related to a horse and a rhino. Its most interesting feature is its nose it looks like and acts like a trunk and they use it to eat leaves fruit and aquatic plants much like elephants do unfortunately in the yucatan aquatic plants are difficult to come by so it mainly relies on the sweet berries and hardy leaves of the forest this unique animal is also endangered since humans continue destroying their habitats in central america Even though they can survive in various areas including swamps, marshes, mangrove forests and tropical rainforests, many of these are fading away. And any loss of these animals is a serious blow to their survival because it takes nearly 400 days for them to give birth. Luckily captive breeding programs have been set up to combat their decline and many conservation groups are trying to protect the areas where the tapir still thrives in the Yucatan forests. As you travel through the forest along with it, you carefully pass by the large animal and continue on your way. You head through the forest guided by the songs of colorful birds that dash across the canopies until you finally reach your destination. Around a dense clump of trees, you spot your first limestone structure of Chichen Itza And as more buildings come into view, it's no wonder this palace is known for its diverse architecture. And many aspects of the Mayan culture are represented here. As you walk through the site, you walk through the history of the Mayan civilization. Surrounded by other modern tourists, you try to imagine what the ancient Mayans looked like centuries ago, as they walked the pathways of their city center they were known to be short yet strong they had bronze skin and their eyes are often the color of almonds many had curved noses and low foreheads and they were known as beautiful people to any who encountered them the indigenous people of Guatemala closely resemble them since the Mayans are their ancestors and almost half of the Guatemalan population is Mayan. culturally many Mayans like to file down their front teeth so they became sharp and pointed and they placed precious stones in their teeth. Many also tattooed their bodies and wore many piercings. As for their clothing, the men often wore loincloths in the hotter months. When it got cold, they put on shirts, tunics, and cloaks. As for women, many wore skirts with scarves tied around their chests. For both men and women, the type of cloth they wore represented their status in society. The clothing of the poor was usually plain and made of plant fiber, while the wealthier men and women wore bright colors with intricate patterns. They often embellished their designs with embroidery, feathers, and beads, but much of their traditional style was lost when the Spanish invaded. Luckily, their history and culture remain intact, and the buildings that surround you act as a testament to the great civilization that once thrived in the forest. You continue weaving between the buildings admiring the stonework and detail put into each structure the fact that these buildings still stand after centuries of abandonment show how carefully they were constructed by the mayans one of the main points in the area is the kakal pyramid an impressive structure that stands almost the same way it did 1000 years ago built between the 8th and 12th century bce it lies in the center of the ancient city It has four sides and each terrace stacks on top of the other until it reaches its highest point in the sky roughly 80 feet in the air it's a long 91 step staircase to the top on each of the four sides and what's most interesting is that its height and number of steps might have been intentional archaeologists discovered all the steps on the pyramid including the final step which is the top platform when added together equals 365. This is the number of days in a year according to the Mayan calendar. The western and eastern sides of the temple are angled towards the sunset and the sunrise, and it may have been used to tell what season they were in, depending on the sun's position. The pyramid also shares the name of a serpent god it was built for. This serpent was one of the main gods in Mesoamerican religions. It's often depicted as a crested rattlesnake, and it sometimes wears a coat of feathers covering its body and its legs, and its origins reach back long before the Mayans. You can find temples and sculptures dedicated to this serpent god throughout Mexico, but the one before you seems the most majestic of all. You feel mystical energy in the air while standing near the center of this ancient city. Twice a year, thousands of people gather around the temple during the spring and autumn equinox. According to legend, twice a year when the day and night are balanced, the serpent god comes to visit the temple. He returns to earth to meet with his worshippers. He then provides a blessing for a successful harvest and good health before entering the sacred water below. He spends a moment bathing in the waters before continuing to the underworld below what's most bizarre about the temple was a discovery made in 1998 researchers suggested that the pyramid mimics the chirping sound of a Quetzal bird when you clap your hands around the structure many believe this isn't a coincidence as you clap your hands sure enough the sound rings out and echoes along the temple's high and narrow limestone walls as it rapidly bounces back to you across the field it sounds like a chirping noise much like the common bird in the region. The Quetzal is a fairly large bird, about 13 inches long. They have a striking coat of color with bright red chest and shining green shoulders and backs. Even with these vivid colors, it could be hard to see in their natural habitat. The shining green and the bright red berries of the trees hide their colors, and their name comes from an old Aztec word meaning large, brilliant tail feather. According to Mayan legend, long ago in these lands, birds, trees, butterflies, and mammals appeared in all shapes and colors, and the Great Spirit guarded the Mayan world. Most everything lived in harmony, but one day the Great Spirit grew tired of the constant chirping and fighting between the birds. He called for a meeting at the center of the forest, where he announced that the birds must choose a king to keep the peace. And of course, each bird thought they had the best qualifications to become king. The cardinal thought he was the brightest and most beautiful of all the birds. The mockingbird thought he was the only bird with a lovely voice, and everyone else would listen. The turkey argued that he was the biggest and the strongest. And the only one of the birds that kept quiet the whole time was the quetzal. He was ambitious but minded his manners. The only problem was that his feathers were shabby and boring. He thought it would be impossible to become king with how he looked thinking quickly he flew over to his friend the roadrunner he offered the roadrunner a deal if the roadrunner gave him his bright feathers the quetzal would share his wealth if he was elected king and he would return his feathers at first the roadrunner didn't accept the deal but after the quetzal offered all the riches in the world he finally accepted One by one, the feathers disappeared from the Roadrunner's body, and the Quetzal placed them on his own. Before he knew it, his feathers were shining bright with striking colors, and as he walked into the circle of the meeting, the other birds cheered. They were all so impressed that the Great Spirit declared him King of the Birds, and as King, he was so busy he forgot to return the feathers, and a few days later, a group of birds noticed that they hadn't seen the Roadrunner in a while, sent out a search party to go find him where they eventually found him deep in the forest, naked, trembling, and nearly dead of hunger. Quickly, they gave him some honey and water to help him recover. The Roadrunner told them all that the king had deceived him. The rest of the birds felt sorry for the Roadrunner, so they decided that they would donate a few feathers of their own to cover him. The Mockingbird even sang a song, hoping to cheer him up. This is the Mayan story of why the Roadrunner has such a strange coat of feathers today. It's also why roadrunners are constantly watching the roads. They're still looking for the Quetzal who stole their beautiful feathers. These stories might not be the scientific explanation for why the local birds look the way they do, but they reveal how the Mayans had a deep interest in their natural surroundings and enough respect for the wildlife around them that these stories have survived centuries Their connection to the natural world is what also kept them alive for so long on the yucatan peninsula although the temple before you seems to be within a random field many believe that its location was intentional deep below the temple there is a cavity filled with water called a cenote these natural pits are the result of limestone bedrock that collapsed and exposed groundwater since most of the peninsula is made of limestone bedrock fresh water is almost impossible to find on the surface there are no rivers streams lakes or ponds on the peninsula so the minds discovered these sinkholes beneath the earth that became their main source of water it is no coincidence that their temple is located almost directly above their address to water which gave them life the sinkhole beneath the temple is roughly 82 by 114 feet and 65 feet deep at the top there is about 16 feet of limestone on which the temple sits The source of water is one of many. There are roughly 6,000 cenotes in the Yucatan Peninsula. Some of these have only partially collapsed where limestone domes surround large pools of bright blue water. The water is incredibly clear since most of it comes from rainwater, and it's filtered through the ground above, and then falls in through a single hole at the top where the limestone first collapsed, and a single beam of sunlight enters here. Its light illuminates the underground pool making it look like a place only seen in dreams or fantasies. The sounds of water splashing echoes off the surrounding walls. And the water is cool to the touch. It's no wonder why the Mayans believe these pools of water were sacred. Their presence seems like a place beyond this world. The temple is also aligned to an intersection between four other cenotes. Each lies north, south, east, and west of the pyramid. Some of the more famous cenotes are large, open pools where the limestone above is completely collapsed. Not far from the temple, you head over to this sacred cenote, also known as the Well of Sacrifice. It sits just north of the ancient city connected by a thousand-foot pathway. In the time of the Mayans, they deposited valuables along with human bodies into the water as a form of sacrifice to their rain god, Chalk. He wields a lightning axe and he strikes the clouds to produce rain and thunder. The Mayans offered gold, jade, pottery, incense, and human remains to the sacred pool, hoping their rain god would continue to replenish their waters. The pool before you is 200 feet across and surrounded by sheer limestone cliffs, The water begins about 90 feet below the edge. Its waters are bright green against the white limestone that surrounds it. Trees overhang the edges. And deep within the pool, the bottom is full of long narrow cracks that stretch from its center. Explorers had described it like the glass bottom of a dish broken by a pointed tool. But not many have explored deep within the pool. Its shifting trees and rocks make the waters treacherous. And today, it's best to leave these ancient pools of water at peace. As you leave the ancient city behind you, again you find yourself walking along a rainforest pathway cluttered with endless trees. The leaves above you are dense and the canopy blocks out the sun. Although the air is humid, you have a chance to cool off in the shade of the trees before continuing on. As you set your pack down beside a limestone boulder and sit beside a tree trunk, A glistening color catches your eye. Its shade of green is familiar and blends in with the surroundings. If you didn't know what you were looking at, it would have appeared to be just a bump on a leaf. But as you stand up and approach the green bump, you recognize it's the outline of a frog. A red-eyed tree frog, and it lies perfectly still on the leaf, making sure not to move. It has its legs tucked underneath its body to hide its orange feet and colorful sides. Over its eyes, it has a golden web-like cover that hides any trace of color. But as you pick the frog up from the leaf, its eyes crack wide open. Two red marble eyes stare at you with a black slit down the middle. He doesn't sense that you're a threat, but he knows he's no longer sitting on the comfortable leaf. His sticky orange feet grab a hold of your finger as the undersides of his feet secrete a sticky glue-like substance that helps him hold on to leaves and trees as he climbs. In this case, he holds on to your finger for dear life. In one swift jump, he can use his skinny legs and arms to leap across the air, so you're careful not to let him near your eyes or mouth. His skin secretes a toxin for protection. Carefully, you hold him as his chin bobs up and down as he breathes, his mouth cracks open, and you see his slimy tongue. He can use this to catch insects, which he loves to eat, and they love to spend their time climbing trees and finding insects high in the air. After getting a good look, you set him back down on the leaf, where he curls back up and closes his eyes. He once again becomes just another strange looking bump on a leaf, and you follow his example. You sit back down on a nearby log and take a short rest before continuing onward. Within the dense rainforest, you're lucky to be traveling during the dry season. During its wet season, rain constantly falls in unforgiving circumstances. And although you wouldn't mind cooling down, you wouldn't want to be caught in a storm. Heavy winds and strong rains can turn this peaceful forest into a hazardous terror in seconds. And during hurricane season, fierce storms can attack the peninsula, since it's located inside the hurricane belt. Luckily, all you have to deal with is a little bit of heat and humidity, so you count your blessings before traveling on through the thicket. You head southwest through the peninsula, heading towards another historical site of the Mayan civilization. When you approach the ancient city of Usmal, you notice the dense forest begins to open up. The city lies within savannah grasslands surrounded by the familiar forest, and its clearings are a nice change of pace. The space between the structures gives you room to breathe and appreciate the sights of the buildings. Although this place is often called Mayan ruins, it's anything but that. Many of the structures stand perfectly in place, and the fact that they've been maintained for so long is still somewhat of a mystery. Each light brick of limestone stands on top of the other, creating beautiful structures along the rolling savanna. As you pass through the city, you notice courtyards with walls and vertical hoops stick out from the tops of the walls. This is where an ancient sport was played where the teams had to put rubber balls through the hoops It's also one of the oldest known sports spanning nearly 3000 years. The exact rules are unknown, but it's believed to have been a test of strength and endurance for all the players. Heading on through, it isn't long before you see one of the most impressive mine buildings standing tall in the sky. The magician's pyramid as it's known. It's the tallest building around and stands within one of the largest mine cities on this peninsula. It's roughly 130 feet tall and 260 feet wide. It's rounded edges give it a unique look. And as you look up the sides, you notice the intricate details of the decorative rocks. Depending upon the position of the sun in the sky, each stone gives a different impression as the shades of each design decorates the pyramid incredibly steep stairs lead to the top where once an entrance lied and around the entrance are 12 stylized mass etched into the rock it's no wonder the pyramid's construction began in the sixth century but continued for four more centuries the attention to detail is staggering and you feel like you could stare at the building for hours and notice different designs What's even more interesting is the ancient legend that tells the story of how the pyramid was made. The structure is also known as the Pyramid of the Dwarf. And as the legend goes, the magical dwarf hatched from an egg long ago. And within a day, he grew into adulthood. And through the first night of his existence, he constructed the entire pyramid by morning. Impressive to say the least. But it's even more impressive knowing that the actual structure was designed and built by an ancient civilization over 400 years. Evening approaches, and as you sit in the tall savanna and breathe in your historical surroundings, you rest your head on a soft patch of grass. Staring up, the peak of the pyramid takes up the corner of your eye, and sparse clouds slowly float through a sea of blue sky above. The sun begins to rest at the edge of the sky and crickets begin to chirp. Such time has passed since this great civilization reigned, but their influence lives on their mighty structures still stand and their culture survives enough for us to get a glimpse into the infinite past. Such time has passed since this great civilization reigned, but their influence lives on. Their mighty structures still stand, and their culture survives, enough for us to get a glimpse into the infinite past. And as nature has taken back most of the surroundings, the buildings remain strong on equal footing, as the animals and trees roam through abandoned cities. As you close your eyes for a moment, you imagine the life of ages past. As men and women search the land for cenotes hiding deep in the ground, water pooling within the limestone. Their leaders climb endless stairs to the top of pyramids and the athletes sink rubber balls through courtyard hoops in front of a rowdy audience. And what was once history soon becomes just another dream. I hope you enjoyed this sleep story And maybe even learned a thing or two about the great Mayan civilization. It is time for me to go. But I will see you very, very soon on our next adventure to Planet Sleep. Until next time, sleep easy, my friends.